Today we're looking at verse 16 of Anansaib, and Anansaib is all about how do we find beauty and love through the melody and song of life. And in this verse, we're going to be looking at how do we start to rejoice and make our life into a song. It's great to have you with us. This verse begins by Guruji saying, This beautiful song and delightful word, the delightful word and always beautiful song that the true Guru has spoken. It embeds in their minds for whom it is written at the source. One roams endlessly and speaks, none have obtained through speaking. Says Nanak, the true Guru has spoken this word and beautiful song. Now we all know that Anand Sahib is delivered to us through the third Guru or the Guru in the third form known as Guru Amar Das Ji. And Guru Amar Das Ji lived in a time in India where the ruler of, of India was a great king known as Akbar. And in Akbar's court, he had the most famous musician throughout the whole of India. And that musician was known as Tansen. And everyone in the whole of the world had learned that Tansen was one of the best singers in the world. And Akbar was so proud to have such a great singer in his court. And one day the thought came to himself, I'm so glad that I have the best singer. There is nobody better than Tansen. And Tansen himself turned around and said to the king, My dear king, there is someone who is better than me. And Akbar stood back and he was shocked and he was surprised. Who can be better than you? And Tansen replied, My teacher is better than me. King Akbar was surprised to hear that Tansen had a teacher and he said, I must hear your teacher. If you are so good, how good must your teacher be? And he said to Tansen and he pleaded with him, please invite your teacher. Let him be a guest in my kingdom. Please let him come and I want to hear his singing. And Tansen said, my dear king, I'm sorry, but that's not possible. My teacher does not perform for anyone. It's not possible to invite my teacher to come and sing for you. King Akbar said, this can't happen. Surely we can do something to make it happen. Maybe we can go. Let us go to the village where your teacher lives. If your teacher won't come to us, we can go. And then Tansin refused and he said, I'm sorry, there's absolutely no way for us to listen to my great teacher. And King Akbar was really insistent and he said, no, we must, we must go and listen to your teacher. Tell me the name of your teacher. And Tansin said, my teacher is called Swami Haridas. And if you want to listen to him, you have to go to his village. And if you want to listen to him, he must not know that you are there listening. So when Tansen and King Akbar arrived at the village of Swami Haridas, Tansen told King Akbar, if you want to hear my teacher sing, then we must go in the early hours of the morning because that is when he sings. So King Akbar and Tansen went and they hid behind some bushes to listen to the voice of Swami Haridas. And when Swami Haridas began to sing, King Akbar could not believe his ears. He was so surprised at how much better Swami Haridas was singing. And King Akbar asked his, his royal musician, Tansen, he said, how is it possible? How is it possible that you are such a great singer, but your teacher is so much better? And Tansen replied, my dear King, I sing for you, but he sings for the divine. The Guru, here is also talking about how 
life can sound so beautiful when you are singing to the divine. When your life becomes a divine song, look how amazing it is. And Guru starts this verse by saying, E Sohila Shabad Sohava. This beautiful song and delightful word, Shabdo Sohava Sada Sohila, Satguru Sunaya. The delightful word and forever beautiful song that the true Guru has spoken. We talked about the Bhagat in a previous verse. The devotee, the one who dedicates his life to praise. And the devotee never gets tired of this praise, never gets tired of singing to their beloved, never gets tired of the joy and the bliss that it brings in their life. And being a person who is walking on this path is so beautiful an experience for them Everything in their life feels beautiful. Everything that is happening is beauty to them. They see beauty in everything. So the devotee, the Bhagat, is seeing nature as a song. Everything that happens in nature is this divine song. The season, the days, the nights, everything that is happening is all part of this harmony of life. Even the joys and the tra tragedies of life. So for the Bhagat, it goes one step even further. He doesn't just see himself as being a witness to the song of life. He sees that the song of life is God's song and me being able to hear this song is not me. God is listening to God's own song. The divine is listening to the divine song through my eyes, through my ears, I'm able to hear it and I'm able to see it. So everything becomes a way of completely eradicating their own sense of self. And to be in the presence of somebody who has so much melody and song in their life is to feel how beautiful life can be. You begin to see their life as a, as a song. If you're ever in the presence of someone who has completely eradicated their ego, has completely surrendered their life to the divine praise, then it's almost as though their words have a fragrance to them. There's so much meaning to them that their words become infectious. You start to take on some of the qualities of the devotee themselves. So the mind needs to be in divine flow. When the mind and the divine flow of hukam are synchronized, then there is a great harmony to life. And the Bhagats are ones who keep this harmony in their mind. They keep this awareness. They have this connection all the time of this oneness. They are constantly aware of this melody of life, this universal flow. And even in verse 5, we heard this being described as the Anhad Shabad, the silent sound, the Panch Shabad, the conscious word. And this whole Anansvab can really just be seen as the song of the Bhagat. This is their expression of the song that they are a witness to, the song that they are participating in. And we hear the word Sohila being used here. And the word Sohila just means a beautiful song, a song that is sung during times of celebration. And what's really interesting is Anansaib is a verse that is sung in the morning. So the full 40 verses for somebody who's within the sixth spiritual tradition sings the Anansaib, the song, in the morning hours. But at the end of the day, we also have a very short composition called Sohila, the beautiful song.
But what's most fascinating about that is every morning you start your life with a song, every day you end your life with a song, throughout the day you're also encouraged to constantly be singing. And we are taught this lesson, Har kirtan sune, har kirtan gave, tis janaduk nikat nahi ave. The one who sings the divine praise, the one who hears the divine praise, to that person suffering never comes close. And this sohila is an attitude. Sohila, this beautiful song, is an attitude of complete surrender, of letting go of yourself and always being in the presence of the divine song. And what's so fascinating is the verse of Sohila that's sung at the end of every evening is also the same verse that is sung when somebody passes away. So notice the training that the Guru is giving you. Sing in the morning, sing throughout the day, sing songs of celebration at night, no matter what is happening in your life, celebrate. And even when somebody passes away, sing songs of celebration. So we hear Anand Sahib in all ceremonies that are sung throughout the Sikh tradition, in every ceremony that, you, that you're going to participate in, Anand Sahib is sung. And in, the, in, in, in remembering when somebody has passed away, Sohila is sung, this beautiful reminder that life is a celebration. So this Sohila attitude is where we hear all the time life as a song. But the Guru now says what's more important than seeing life as a song is remembering the, the message of the Guru, the word of the Guru. And so what makes your life beautiful, what makes the life of the Bhagat beautiful, is they have this attitude of celebration, this attitude of singing, but they also have the Guru's word embedded in their mind. They have the message, the, the message of awakening, the messaging, the message of their minds being transformed. That is what makes their life beautiful. Being able to have this awakening mind is what makes their life beautiful. That is the unique path that they're walking on. So what we're seeing here is pure gratitude. Gratitude for the message, gratitude for the one giving the message, gratitude for the song in which this message is sung and gratitude for the author or the guru of the message and the source of the message and we see this idea of the source coming through in the next line it embeds in their minds for whom it is written at the source so the divine bhagat the enlightened one is so grateful for the opportunity that they have been selected for their life to be so beautiful, but they never forget that they are not responsible. It is such a gift that has come from what is being called Turon here, directly from the source of life itself, from the divine source. These words that you're hearing are not even coming from the Guru's own mouth. It's not coming from the Guru's mind. The Guru is saying these words are coming from the divine source. And the opportunity for you to listen is also an opportunity that has been given to you from the d divine source. So how rare and lucky are those people who are able to hear this message? How rare and lucky are those who are able to embed this message into their mind? So the message is coming from source, but who it is going to impact is also coming from the source. That decision is being, being made at a much deeper level. So what is this source? Where is this place that, that, that these decisions are being made? 
Here we need to understand that the source here isn't a place. It's not something that you can point to up, up in the clouds or somewhere far away. The source is not a place. It is the very essence and root of life itself. It is the spirit from which all life comes out of. It is the oneness that creates all of life, that creates all of creation. And this is where it becomes a cut. It becomes something so difficult to talk about. Remember this verse that we sung, which was, Come saints, let us talk the thing that cannot be spoken. Let us try and have that conversation because in doing that, we get so much joy and bliss. So there is acknowledgement that all of this, all of life, all of creation, all of this wisdom and the receiving of this wisdom comes from a oneness, from a source. And this is why you see at the beginning of the Anansaib, it starts with Ikwangar. The beginning starts with oneness vibrating infinitely. The one vibration that is in everything. That Ikunkar is what the whole thing is talking about. The whole of Guru Granth Sahib is talking about Ikunkar. Anand Sahib is talking about Ikunkar. It's talking about this one infinite source which cannot be described. You can't point to it. You can't go to it. You can't reach it. It is just there. It is the source of who you are itself. So this oneness creates everything, but it also has manifested as a word. This source has created life and it has created the meaning of life. It has created the wisdom of life. So it is the teacher and the student. And this is why we see this idea of Gur Chela. The oneness is the teacher, the oneness is the wisdom, and the oneness is the receptive mind to receive this wisdom. So we get Ikwankar at the beginning of Anand Sahib, but you cannot know this Ikwankar without Satgur Prasad, without the grace of the true Guru. But that true Guru is not separate from Ikkunkar. The true Guru is Ikkunkar in the form of the Guru. But here we're being reminded that you, the student, are also the form of the oneness. So the oneness creates itself. The oneness creates everything. It creates the wisdom of everything. And it creates you and gives you the opportunity to understand itself. So it is doing everything. And the way I like to think about this is if you think about a game of chess where you have all the pieces in front of you, now understand that the oneness is every single piece. The oneness is the player on the left and the right. The oneness is playing both sides and the oneness is the chessboard itself. The oneness is playing every single part of this game. And this is when the delighted Bhagat the enlightened person realizes, wow, I am so joyous and blissful because I can finally see that everything is you. I finally understand that there is no part of this story that involves a me. Every single part of it is only you. So there are so many people that know about this, that hear about, about this and have an inclination of what this source might be, but very few people live it. Very few have that living, breathing experience that is just permeating through every cell in their body. And so the ones who go that far, who lose themselves in it, they end up singing this beautiful song. And Guru goes on to talk about those others who have tried, but it hasn't quite worked for them yet. One roams endlessly and speaks, 
none have obtained through speaking. There are so many people that have traveled all over the world trying to teach people this message of oneness. But the Guru is saying, talking about it alone isn't enough. Listening to this isn't enough. There is a huge element of grace that needs to happen in order for you to be selected to receive this wisdom. Now, don't feel disheartened because you listening to this message right now means the grace has already started. It is already happening. The very fact that you are able to transform your life and sit in front of this wisdom and listen to this wisdom means that the grace is already happening. You need to not resist it or fight it. You need to just allow this process to happen. Allow this to happen to you rather than you trying to steer and control the direction of this. So there are so many people who are wandering through life trying to explain this. And on the other hand, there are lots of other people who are wandering through life who are just talking about themselves, just talking about their own lives, their own opinions, their own problems. They're just babbling on about the things that concern their life. And they're also not ones who are ready to receive this because they haven't understood that life isn't about me and it's not their fault. They're just in this position and this is the case for most of us. We spend all of our life talking about ourselves. We think about ourselves and our own problems. And we very rarely think of ourselves as just one piece on a larger game of life. So we have so many successful people in the world, so many rich people, so many who have achieved things and, and a lot of fame and done lots of good in the world and created a great name for themselves. But none of this equates to the anand, the bliss that the Bhagat is feeling. None of this is part of their story. It is not their achievement. Their life hasn't become a song. Their life hasn't become this beautiful, harmonious melody that the Bhagats have, where they're singing at every moment. So serenity, bliss, anand doesn't come from action. It doesn't come from talking. It only comes from the divine grace. And this verse ends by Guruji saying, Kehe Nanak, Shabd Sohila Satguru Sunaya says Nanak, the true Guru has spoken this word and beautiful song. So we are seeing absolute humility here. We're seeing humility towards the Guru that has allowed us to understand and be a witness to this song. And we see something very similar in Japji Sahib. Sunya Manya Mankita Pao Antargat Tirath Malnao. By listening, following, creating love from within, bathe in the inner space and remove all stains. The humility that is coming through in these words of gratitude, of recognizing life as a grace, is because I am so humbled by the opportunity to be able to transcend myself, is what the enlightened person is saying. I have been given an opportunity to go beyond myself to go past the limitations of my limited self. And the question that we have to ask is, is, how do we do that? How do we get to this point? Where is this opportunity for us? When is this going to start for us? What steps do I have to take? Where do I need to go? And the Guru in this Japji Sahib verse is saying, listen, just listen to this message. Listen so deeply to the message of the Guru. And if the Guru feels that you're ready, he will allow the listening 
to go from something that is outside to take you inside. Listen, follow and create love from within. Bathe in the inner space and remove all stains. When listening goes so deep that your mind forgets the you, the listener, the mind forgets the world, it goes so deep into its experience of its own self, it begins to realize the source where it came from. And when you get rid of the self, when you get rid of all your attachments, all of your love for the world, all of your problems, you get to a point within yourself which is just still, which is serenity, which is only in a space of love. And once you reach the space of love, that love then expresses because you now understand yourself as love. You understand the core root of who you are. When you've cleaned everything else out, the root of who you are is love. And then everything that comes out is a song. Everything that comes out is a melody. So the Guru's wisdom allows you to go within, into a space where there is no rivalry, no time, no problems, no tension, no future aspirations. When the word of the Guru has gone so deep within you that it has washed away who you are and all that remains is love. That is the place, the source from which this song of Anand is being sung. Answer these questions either by writing them down or discussing them in a group. What benefits would you feel if you were more in tune with the song of life? Think of examples of how the Guru's message is awakening you. Are there parts of life that you would describe as being beautiful and delightful? Is there a balance between worldly and spiritual success? Hi, this is Sapal Singh. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. If you'd like to help us create more spiritual content, then head over to our website nanaknam.org forward slash donate and think about setting up a regular monthly donation. We're a 100% non-profit organization, so all your donations go directly into the charity and help us to create and share Gurmat Spiritual Wisdom. With your support, we're taking Gurmat Global.